what you're yelling for Lay back, it's all been done before And if you could only let it be You would see I like you the way you are When we're driving in your car And you're talking to me one-on-one -on -one, But you become somebody else Around everyone else You're watching your back Like you can't relax You're trying to be cool You look like a fool to me Tell me Why do you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this. You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into. Honestly, you promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it. Hey guys, how are you doing? It's Wednesday evening. It's exactly, it's exactly, uh, to give you the exact time, okay? Not approximate, not around, not what about, not nothing. It's exactly 6.52 p.m. Uh, this Wednesday evening. And this is Merle Classo bringing to you a next episode of the Just Nobody podcast Um and thank you so much for really tuning in. I don't know why you really listened to this. But hey man, thank you so much. I really, 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 really appreciate it because you do that. Anyway, um, I hope you look good. I hope you look fine. I hope uh, you, your family, your friends and everyone uh, are also doing well. Because it's so important, you know, uh, if someone close to you is affected by the pandemic or, um, you know, having these, uh, any kind of issue, it really has an impact on you as well, you know. Uh, so I hope everyone's well. And um, I actually uh, had to go out uh, it was yesterday when I went out, I had to, you know, kind of uh, go out and it was, it, it's, it's a little cold, uh, but not that cold. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of the crispy, uh, you know, um, uh, fall kind of weather. And um, so, so uh, when I took out, took out my boots, you know, uh, for the first time, like wearing it for the first time, I really miss my, I'm going to miss my flip flop because flip flops or you know the uh, slippers i love wearing them they're so comfortable you know you could wear it the entire summer because it's really humid and really hot out here but in the fall it started it's it started to get cold you know and uh, so i took out took out my boots yesterday and right at the entrance of one of one of the one of one of them one of the boots it was uh, there was a spider web you know right at the entrance you know where you put your your leg inside right at the entrance because it is not it's not being used and maybe i don't go dusting stuff you know i mean it was just uh i just kind of uh, separated them because i'm not going to use use it use use them during winter so i said i left it there and uh, yes the spiders uh, the spider had made a nice web i looked at it so closely so beautiful nice silky and sticky web uh, uh like as of the spider spiders are basically designers you know if they had the, they have the capability of kind of literally making an entire web and that too it's 
there is a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of precision and a lot of design that is into it you know so uh, to, honestly i didn't want to break it because it's someone's creative work and i didn't want to break it because you know come on but hey man it's cold outside and i have this pair of boots i'm not going to leave uh, you know um kind of uh, uh, kind of uh, leave it there i had to wear them you know uh but anyway uh, it was really i felt really sad i mean it really hurt my heart uh, and uh, but anyways i kind of broke it ultimately uh the spider was not around i don't know where the spider had gone or maybe i think i believe these spiders make a web every single day uh, or maybe that was you know a, a spider web that was already used you know and the spider didn't want it because it was not on it it had to be on it right if it was uh, basically using or maybe it got afraid when i picked it up you know and just kind of fell off but it really broke my heart to break the spider web i had to do it it was a beautiful one um but hey man i had to do it and it really uh, was heartbreaking but i heard that these spiders make a web every night to catch a prey uh so maybe just taking that in consideration i say hey man you know uh i'm okay you know i'm not done anything uh wrong by doing whatever uh so uh so that was uh, that was a little bit uh you know i was just wondering like you know did i uh, did i you know of course i've never seen a huge web i've never like not face to face i've seen it on television or whatever but i've never i've never maybe i've never had the opportunity to go to a house that has been closed for uh years or you know or months or whatever which gives these spiders an opportunity to make it at that time uh but i want to see a really huge web face to face you know a spider web because it seems it's done with such precision like they have anchors and then they have the sticky uh silky uh silky web which is only at the center part you know that's where uh spiders really get trapped i mean not spiders insects get trapped which is basically a prey um so that's a little bit that i was just wondering i said uh, let me just share it with you because that really broke my heart and you know, i share everything with you anyways um like i had mentioned in my last episode that the elections uh, election the election um elections are happening all around the world it's uh, it's uh, all around the world and uh, recently i believe uh, jacinda ardern uh, got reelected uh, and in a landslide victory uh, she got reelected as a prime minister of new zealand and it was it was really good like she was she really won it uh, so uh, there's you know uh, so in my last episode i was talking about how elections is like uh, it almost looks the same all around the world you know everybody's promising those making those uh, those promising speeches and those campaigns and those rallies you know um and uh, people going about in those buses and those huge slogans those eye, those those eye catching slogans and uh, there's so much work done you know to uh, marketing efforts advertisements and uh, psas and stuff like that so a lot of promotion a lot of rallies a lot of uh, manuscripts and you know agendas that they talk about which is almost the same all around the world like i had mentioned in my i think uh, in my episode which which i called the deja vu which which almost looks the same all around the world hey man they talk the same shit everyone talks the same thing you know every time so it's like a deja vu you know you're watching it like 
Oh, I saw this in New Zealand. Oh, I saw the same thing in uh, in India. Hey, I saw the same kind of election uh, rallies and campaigning that happened in um in uh, in another dem- in you in the United States, in the UK, in the United Kingdom. I'm talking about demo- um, democracies, you know, where elections are a part of le- electing your government. Uh so it almost felt it almost feels the same, but uh the only difference in the year 2020 which i kept stressing on is the pandemic you know is um is how how someone um has managed the pandemic because it it was it, it is it is i can't say was because we're still reeling under it it is a global pandemic the whole world is under it never happened happened like 100 years a century ago so it's the first time that we all are experiencing it for god's sake and uh, when it comes to elections that is the running topic that is something that you have to keep harping on not about not about all your plans of course you got to talk about education poverty uh, diseases healthcare and all the tax system etc yes that is an important part but that has been you know everybody promises make big everyone running for an election makes a big promise uh but the only thing different in 2020 anywhere around the world if election is a part it's going to happen this year um you got to run on the basis of how you handle the pandemic or how would you handle the pandemic since you know you didn't have the opportunity you're not getting you're not standing getting standing again uh you're like you know you're not uh you're not an incumbent uh, president or prime minister. So then you would talk about how would you handle the pandemic? You know, what different would you do? Then you're talking about, but pan- the pandemic should be, should be a very important element of an election that is being conducted anywhere around the world. So the same thing, Jacinta Ardern, I believe she ran and campaigned on the way she handled the pandemic. Brilliant. She's intelligent. She believes in science. She's compassionate. She has empathy, emotional intelligence. She has reasoning. She's young, uh, you know, and she believes in making, having a plan and having policies in place. You know, she didn't win. She didn't win the election because she's a woman. I don't want to write on the woman thing card, okay? I hate writing on the woman card. I hate bringing up a gender, you know, when someone wins if she's a woman. No, I don't want to run on that. I want to talk about her, her leadership skills. You know, she's brilliant because she handled the pandemic so brilliantly. Like what? I believe uh, there are only three cases currently in New Zealand. Um, And in all, uh, there were about 25 deaths in all, like from the starting, from March to today, there were only 25 deaths. Number of cases in the hospital currently, as on October 18th, none, zero. And right now they have uh, three cases in New Zealand. So she she ran on the way she handled the pandemic, and rightly so, you know, her ability to, uh, she also has uh, an ability to walk in someone else's shoes, which is very rare, you know. Not every leader can do that which is so important. You know, remember, there was uh, there were nations who were imposing travel bans because of, uh, because of terrorism and attacks that were happening all around the world. So there were nations which, who were imposing the travel bans on Muslims. But uh, Jacinta Ardern, when, um, when 
I believe there were two mosques in New Zealand. Uh, they there were bombings in these two mosques, and fifty uh, people got killed during those attacks. Now, Jacinta Ardern didn't uh, uh, didn't uh, kind of didn't go around uh, imposing bans or something. What she did was she dressed up in a hijab and she went and consoled the families of those Muslim uh, Muslim families, you know, who lost their families in those attacks. So that's empathy. That's the ability to walk in someone else's shoes. It's not pity. I hate pity. I hate pity. Pity is like you know, uh, Jacinta Ardern uh, won. Uh, she won. Uh, she got re-elected as a as a prime minister of New Zealand, uh, and she uh, she is a woman president. That's like the kind of you know you know. It's like uh, you you're uh, kind of leaning towards uh, pity. You know, no, you know, we're not talking about pity. Uh, no pity. I hate pity. on anything it's it's truly a ability to some step in someone else's shoes um to feel their pain that made her really different and uh, she's good she she's she's she won the term based on her leadership skills and the way she feels you know and i believe uh, from what i've been reading that it was a landslide victory um since 1996 uh uh Uh, since 1996 they've never they've never been you know there's never been such a result ever where in one party kind of you know got the majority like majority of votes like she won by for, uh, 49% of the people voted for her and then there were six parties running it's not a two party kind of uh, election it's like six parties running so in all she could run she could she can she can make a government uh, only of her party like an alone government she had the power to do that but i believe she's going to have a coalition um in new zealand uh, of two parties i believe that's what i got to know but she's brilliant you know she did her job and that's why she won she didn't she didn't win because she's a woman she didn't win because uh she gave great speeches she didn't win because you know uh she made those promises she won because she handled the pandemic so well you know immediate lockdowns and con- continuous messaging to the people you know through different uh, means of digital communications uh, prioritizing health believing in science you know uh, ramping up uh, testing that was brilliant i believe there are, there were 8000 tests done per day you know the, the minute they came to know that you know this was happening contact tracing um Of course they say you know that uh, New Zealand is an island it is it is an isolated place it's easier to manage but it's not easy it's not that easy to manage because there's so many people living there as well you know so uh, she followed science a uh, science guidebook which said find test isolate care for every case trace and guarantee uh, and quarantine uh, every contact that was that was her that was her that that was the way she kind of handled everything so um so i want to really congratulate uh, prime minister jacinta ardern she truly deserves it you know she really truly deserves it and she ran on the way she handled pandemic that is brilliant you know uh, so i want to actually uh, play uh, jacinta ardern's speech i liked it i like the winning speech i'm not going to play the entire 7 minutes or something that she spoke but there are a few elements that i want to play which is so important you know because the way we uh, the world has changed you know 
since the pandemic. Uh, it's, it's really polarized and it's not in one nation or one country. It's the world uh, that has changed. So I want, to look, I, want to, I want to play the speech a little bit and then um, I'll be on the other side. Let me just find it. Yeah, here it is. Uh, yeah. We are living in an increasingly polarized world, a place where more and more people have lost the ability to see one another's point of view. I hope that this election, New Zealand has shown that this is not who we are, that as a nation we can listen and we can debate. After all, we are too small to lose sight of other people's perspective. Elections aren't always... Elections aren't always great at bringing people together, but they also don't need to tear one another apart. And in times of crisis, I believe New Zealand has shown that. And so, again, I say thank you. This has not... Yeah, that's that's a little bit that I played. That's Jacinda Ardern, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, after winning her second term as Prime Minister of New Zealand. So that's brilliant. I love that speech. And I love that accent, you know. It's so different. The New Zealanders, they have a different English. I believe English is the language that they speak in uh, commonly. Like, uh, But that accent is like, it's different, man. It's really beautiful. I love it. It's sweet. It's nice. It's, very, it's a very sweet accent. Uh so um, that's 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 what I really loved about her. I just want to congratulate her because she really deserves it. And remember, it's an election in the year 2020 based completely on the way she handled the pandemic. That's why she won. She won it because of that, not because of the speeches and rallies and promises and agendas and manuscripts or whatever, you know, that happens. That's a deja vu that every uh, everyone's standing out there uh, in you know, campaigning or running to become a president, a prime minister, or a leader, a top leader of the country does that. Nothing new, you know. So congratulations to her. And I was actually, um, I was watching this uh, movie, uh, Man of the Year. Uh, Man of the Year. Uh, it's a very old movie. I don't remember the year that this movie was made. No, but it was, um, Robin Williams was... Uh, was in this movie uh, and uh, he uh, he is a late night show host who runs to become president of uh, the United States and uh, like you know first and foremost you just sit and think hey man he's a late night show host what what makes him run for the president to become president um, so uh, it's it's a very exciting uh, movie it's like uh, an hour and a, an hour and 30 minutes like it runs for that long and he campaigns on the theme that he's not a politician you know uh he says that i'm not a politician i'm tired of politicians you know uh making those false prom- pro- false promises and not keeping it and the movie uh, runs on that i watched the entire movie again felt like a deja vu you know because everything that was said and done and those speeches etc hey man i've heard that I've heard that over the years. I don't know when this movie was. I think it was um, early 2000s or something. I think it was made then. Uh, but um, uh, so uh, it was completely a deja, deja vu. I watched the entire movie. It was, uh, like I said, Robin Williams, the late night show host who decides 
to run to become president and he wins i believe uh but then uh there's a twist to a story if you want to watch it you can watch it man of the year and uh so he campaigns uh the entire movie and there's this video that i want to play uh where he talks uh he makes a speech and the speech sounds so similar to what we've been hearing over the past few years uh but everything sounded like nothing new a deja vu same thing has been repeated for decades so i want to play this um uh, this is a part where uh, robin williams is um is delivering a speech you know on lobbying and politics uh about uh, the cur- after winning this is again after winning uh but that was just in the arden that is real this is a movie but all i want to uh, want to bring you know um i want to talk about is like look at the similarity uh, you know everything is like hey you know i know i know what you're going to say next you know there's nothing new you're telling me so i'll just play this uh, and we talk on the other side after it's just done yeah one sec uh it's good to see us back again the fact that we could laugh is wonderful the last few years we've been divided though red states blue states there no red states and blue states there's only the united states of america that's what we're about that's why i say you can't spend 200 million dollars on a campaign and not be owing people something and the next thing you know they have to deal with the special interests and next thing you know they're doing special favors for special people and not dealing with what you need education healthcare environmental issues they have to deal with oil companies chemical companies drug companies and they owe them and in the process people get neglected the poor have no advocate because the poor can't afford a lobbyist the statue of liberty says give me your tired your poor not your wealthy your gifted and your endowed yeah so that's that's a part um, you know of course it's a very it's a very common speech like heard it right people talking about poverty uh, how we need a revamping of the education system Uh, this was this is a movie like in early 2000s you know of course it's fiction it's a movie but there is something that uh movies are made out of reality you know and uh, these speeches are so simple and so common and so such a deja vu uh but um so that was robin williams uh, talking about lobbying and politics after he wins uh he becomes a president in the movie after campaigning and stuff like that go and watch the movie i liked it man of the year um uh robin williams is uh is and there's a lot of comedy as well <laughs> maybe that's the reason i also watched the movie there's a lot of comedy because he starts off like you know the first 30 minutes of the movie's uh, his late night uh, he's a late night show host and he's cracking a lot of joke jokes and all the stuff and then he becomes a president and he's cracking uh, cracking a lot of jokes you know like fart jokes and all that to the media so i love that hey man i love that chilled out attitude no matter who you are you know the president of the united states the president of the U- united nations or whoever you are or einstein you know there should be a chilled out factor in whatever you say or how how you present yourself you know no one i hate seriousness and uh, so that's why i like the movie and towards the end of the movie there's a very important uh a uh, f- uh, thing that he talks about you know which is um you know i just i just say he says there's there's this i'm just quoting him okay he says that there's this old phrase basically anonymous that politicians are a lot like diapers they should be changed frequently 
and for the same reason. So keep that in mind the next time you vote. That's what he says in the movie. I'll just repeat again. He says there's an old, there's an old phrase, basically anonymous, that politicians are a lot like diapers. They should be changed frequently and for the same reason. So keep that in mind the next time you vote. That's his message towards the end of the movie. And I kind of liked it, you know, because we see all these uh, all around the world, you know, you look at these leaders, you know, holding top positions or lawmakers, they don't leave their positions for years and decades and they're jaded out there, you know. There should be a limit. There should be an age limit of how long you can be, not age limit, a a a a kind of a, you know, not session, what do you call it, the, the number of years you can serve in one position, you know, especially in these positions where they're servants of the people, you know, they make laws for the people, they make rules for the people, they, they, they have to serve the people. So there should be a time gap because the longer they stay, you know, they're just like diapers, they should be changed frequently and for the same reason. So true. I love that. I love that last uh, quote. And then the movie kind of uh, winds up, you know, it's over, it's done. So um, go and watch the movie if you, if you want to, you know, Man of the Year. It's pretty cool. I liked it. I liked it. Pretty relevant, especially, you know, while there are elections all ha- happening around the world. Um, it's, it's a pretty relevant um, subject and movie to really watch. So this the song, you know, by Meatloaf, uh, I Would Do Anything For Love, it's just kind of stuck in my head. I'm going to sing it forever, okay? I'm going to sing it forever and ever, amen, until Meatloaf or whoever the singer is, I don't know his name, the band, the any member in the band tells me what do they mean by that. I'm going to sing it for life, you know? And I would do anything for love. I'd run right into hell and back. Dong, dong. And I would do anything for love. I would never lie to you and that's a fact. Dong, dong. But I'll never forget the way you feel right now. Oh, no. No way. And I would do anything for love. And I would do anything for love. And I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Now, until Meatloaf, a member from this band, Meatloaf, tells me, what the meaning of what won't they do? What is that 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 they keep talking about, you know? And they don't tell me what the that is. I'm going to keep singing the song. It's just going to, I'm going to keep singing it, keep singing no matter what, you know? That's, that's what I'm going to do. I can't help it. But I like the song. It's kind of nice, you know? And I would do anything for love and I would run right into hell and back tongue tongue and I would do anything for love and I would em- never lie to you and that's a fact tongue tongue and I'll never forget the way you feel right now oh no no way and I would do it Anything for, <laughs> and I would do anything.
anything for love and I would do anything for love but I won't do that no I won't do that <laughs> So yesterday I was I was just I just came across this you know I kind of I get now I google like almost every day to get the song uh Meatloaf on YouTube I had to google I'll do anything for love Meatloaf and I found the song okay to find Robin Williams uh uh, scene from the movie at Google and I found it. Okay, to find Jacinta Ardern, Prime Minister's uh, uh, winning speech, you know, after she got re-elected, at Google and kind of find it. If I have acidity problem, if I have diarrhea, I kind of Google, find a kind of uh, a relevant solution and kind of cure my problem by using Google. I Google, um, say for instance, you know, I have um, a, a I want to know something like I want to know uh, I want to learn some yoga step I want to learn some dance move or whatever I Google I Google so much that Google is no longer noun Google is a verb it's basically a verb where you're searching you know so that's all that I'm saying you know there are a number of search engines out there like you have Bing you have Yahoo you have Google and they're available there no one is stopping you know us from using the at least me, I don't know about you, but nobody is really stopping anybody from using other search engines that are available out there. But I prefer to use Google because Google gives me what I want. It is basically verb. It's like a verb, you know, it's searching. For me, searching is Googling, you know. So, um, so I use Google because I like it. No one's forcing me to use it, you know. Uh, I give my personal information. I'm okay with Google using personal information, uh, a, a few, a little of my personal information, because I get, I get a lot of my work done using Google, you know. So, uh, and uh, of course, Google's market share is about like ninety percent of the market. Uh, Bing is about 6.67%. That's what I was finding out. And again, I found all this information on Google. Okay, I want to know what the market share of Google is. And then I got that it's about 88.14% to be very clear. Bing is about 6.67%. Yahoo is another search engine, which is about 3.9%. And the remaining is the others, you know, that's point whatever percent, point one or point two, whatever percent. So Google really is uh, has a market share of 90%. And I found this through Google. Now, uh, and I have no problems with it. It's become big because it deserves it. It's it's good. It's really good. Google is really good. But some folks, you know, some folks, they they think, I mean, uh, they feel that Google has gone too big and it has to be broken up, you know. But hey, man, you need to, uh, you need to understand that they were small companies once upon a time, you know. When someone is struggling, when someone is really small, we tell them, hey, don't give up, you know. You can do it. Put your heart to it. Keep grinding. Work hard and you'll get there. So that person really works hard and gets there. And then just like Google, you know, they started with Larry Page and um, Sergey, the other guy. One of them being an immigrant from Russia. He was born in Russia. Now, uh, so they they come in and they start a company. You know, uh, uh, they uh, they start working in a garage. They school kids basically. Larry Page, 
PhD kids, you know, they 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 started working on a research project which led to Google in 1996. So Google's not that old, um, and it's just 20 years old now, you know, and it's become so big because the, the creators of the organization were brilliant. And you need to appreciate the brilliancy, you know. You don't go about after they start off small and they become big and they say, hey, you become too big. Now we want to break you up because you're really good, you know. And this whole thing about, you know, this, um, uh, there is this uh, law which is called the antitrust law, um, uh, which which talks about how uh, how large companies like Google, which has a huge market share of 90%, of the market share, um, uh, they always accuse large companies like this uh, because they they have a huge market share and they they don't allow competition to really uh, play in the market. They just buy them, you know. So, but but these companies that they buy are giving giving their companies themselves. They are being paid for it, you know. So, if someone's selling a company and getting paid for it, I see nothing wrong in it, you know. It's it's people themselves are selling their companies. No one's forcing them or placing a gun in their head like the only search engine you're going to use is Google. You can't search using. No one's pointing a gun at these small companies, you know, who are competitive, who begin as competitors of Google to uh, to sell their companies or merge their companies with Google. No one's doing that. They voluntarily give it, you know. So, um, uh so I just don't understand this whole uh, swing part, you know, uh, uh, the ability of some people to really sue a large companies because they're really good, because they're large, because they have no competition. Uh, they don't they don't have competition because they're really good. You know, no one has reached that capability. So this antitrust law is like something that I really don't understand. Maybe you can help me understand better if there's some flaws in what I'm saying. It's basically... Uh, you know, uh, something, an agreement which is to restrain competition or efforts to acquire monopoly by companies uh, such as price, fi price fixing and corporate mergers that we that I was talking about. The only uh, the only thing maybe you know that these large companies uh, that could be a problem is that they don't pay taxes. Uh, that's 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 the whole uh, point about. Uh, you know, it's not the antitrust law. They're huge. They're really good. They're huge because they're really good. They're, they're good. They're good. They're really good. You know, they're huge. They get bigger. Everybody uses them. Everybody wants to sell their companies to them or merge with them because they're really good. No doubt about it. You know, you can't criticize a huge company or someone who's rich because they're really good. They're good. You need to appreciate them rather than you know pulling them down but of course there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk about how huge companies they um they don't pay any they don't pay much of the taxes because there's a lot of uh, tax tax loopholes that is what you need to fix if that's a problem then that needs to be fixed you know make sure that these organizations or these huge companies these large companies pair pay a fair tax and that is what policymakers need to do you don't need to uh, bring down a company or tell the tell this huge company to break down into smaller companies because they're really good but if you're to tax them you got to revise the rules change the rules close the loopholes if companies are using those tax loopholes 
kind of fix it that's the job of lawmakers what lawmakers to do need to do and then i was i was like waiting you know to see what google house google is going to reply to this lawsuit and uh, i was i was flowed by the way they responded you know they had these huge uh, graphics of how uh, you know uh, phone companies and uh, phone service providers and browsers you know on laptops and computers uh, they make everything available you know you could use all these search engines that are available on all these computers and phones and uh, you know phone service providers it's what people decide to make something a default like for instance i use google chrome because i like google chrome and that's my default so whenever you log into my laptop it's google chrome and i'm going to use it because i get what i need with it you know so um i love google's response uh, to it it's like i'm just quoting it it's they say that people use google because they choose to not because they're forced to or because they can't find alternatives and that's a brilliant example and it's so true that we have options you know as people we have options but i choose or maybe even you use it choose to use google because they point me to the right results you know and there's so many allegations like you know uh, they try to uh, people who kind of buy advertisements they uh, they come when someone searches for something related to their services you know they come on the first page to or the second page that's obviously true you know it's like going to a shopping mall it's like going to a shopping mall and having all those products that pay that shopping mall to be arranged right uh, you know uh at eye level now there are some products on the shelves that are at eye level now all those products that are at eye level on the shelves they pay these uh, stores you know to place them there that's that's advertisement that's placement you know and they are paying for it so you get that you get that special treatment you know that that's what marketing and sales is all about so you know by criticizing them and just pulling down pulling them down by bringing out some you know some weird uh, kind of uh, uh things uh, like this you know a uh, kind of uh, excuses is just not going to solve of course if they're not paying taxes they're not paying taxes because the laws say that they can not pay taxes they don't have to pay taxes you got to change the laws so that they abide by uh by those rules you know they pay the fair taxes and that's what uh that's what i'm talking about you know it's so weird to be talking about you know google is one of the best at least i use it because i get what i need my entire show today my entire episode today is just uh whenever i have to find something it's googling if i have to play a video if i have to play an audio uh if i have to search for something I google a lot. I use of course Twitter some stuff like that to get uh you know to get the results that I need. But that's all about it, you know. So I just don't understand these lawsuits and you know uh things that they uh, really put on these uh, people to kind of pull them down. They got big, but they just didn't become big, you know. They started really small. And you need to appreciate organizations like this and that is the that's the dream that they're living it's the american dream of working really hard and getting there right uh so it's it's for every company you know uh there's there's nothing different in that 
anyway uh, i came across uh, today like today i want to watch uh, pope francis's documentary which is called the francisco which was premiered today i believe in rome and uh, at a, at the rome film festival and uh, it's going to be out very soon in different parts of the world and i can't wait to get my hands on that because it's a there's a very important uh, part in this documentary and i hate talking about religion i hate talking about i don't want to talk about the pope on my my show whatever uh, but i want to do it right now because i do it i do i do talk about pope francis because he's a different kind of guy you know he's a different kind of guy he thinks different he thinks out of the box he's different from all the other popes that have ever been there uh he's gutsy you know he'll he'll say something and do something what he believes in because he has a vision not because uh uh not listening to those uh, conservatives of you know some people who have those beliefs and not thinking out of the box and changing with times you know of course he talks about poverty he talks about climate change he talks about education he talks about human rights he talks about moral and respect in this documentary but one very important uh point that he really talks about is um you know uh is about uh, gays and lesbians having um uh, you know to make uh, to make their marriage legal uh in uh, like civil union laws for same sex couples that's what he had is he says in this documentary um which was released today and that's how the news spread so he says that there must be a civil uh, union laws for same sex couples and that's a big announcement you know it's a real big announcement because the roman catholic church doesn't really of course the roman catholic church talks about understanding you know uh saying that we who are we to judge or feeling for people for the lgbt community but it is never really passed anything in law it is never said that we need a civil union law for same sex couples but hopefully with this documentary it's going to be real it's going to be real where uh the lgbt les uh, lesbians and gays would be allowed to participate you know same sex couples uh will be legally covered uh, by the roman catholic church which is a big news it's really big it's make it legal you know it's not about oh pity or understanding empathy or uh or the feelings that you have that's good that's good you got to have that you know but at the same time you got to put it on paper and make it legal so that nobody you know can question it uh so that's what i really like and i want to watch the documentary it's called the francisco and of course he's going to get a, ba- a lot of backlash because there are a lot of cons- conservatives out there who are going to kind of uh say that the bible says that marriage is between a man and a woman you know it can't be uh between a woman or a woman and a man and a man but he's going to get a lot of backlash for that but he got to legalize it and hope he can do it and this pope has been uh has started as a pope uh in 2013 so he's about not even full 7 years old you know in this position but he's made a lot of changes i mean he's out there to really make a difference and that's what i like about him and that's why i talk about him others i don't want to talk religion on my shows you know no way i want to do that so that's what i'm looking forward to maybe the next thing that the pope should really think about is okay you have a you have a union uh, civil law for same sex couples then you can you can also make uh, homosexuals give them the ability or the lgbt uh, q members to have the ability to become priests and pope as well 
give women an opportunity to become priests and pope, that maybe should be next in his agenda. And that is what, uh, that, that is what change with changing times is all about. You know, uh, you got to change with the changing times, you know, you can't just, uh, uh, be there, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, the old ways, you can't do things the old ways. No way. That's not going to work. Of course, the Roman Catholic church has been, uh, has been pulled down earlier during his, uh, papacy where he, uh, you know, there were a lot of, uh, kids who came out, were exploited by priests, you know, who came out and kind of, uh, there were a lot of priests who were caught, who exploited a lot of, uh, who, who exploited a lot of children, many children. And the Pope, and Pope Francis apologized. He said, sorry, of course, sorry does not make a dead man alive. Of course, sorry does not make a dead man alive. And that's never going to change because things that happen to, uh, children, you know, they never forget. It affects them their entire life, their entire adulthood. It's never going to change. But the only thing that I would say is, you know, all these, all these things that have been happening for so many years, all these, you know, where these kids had been abused for so many years, for decades together, you know, and it was hidden in secret archives there, you know, at least Pope Francis had the guts to expose it. And also impose a zero tolerance for this thing to be repeated again. So that's another thing that I appreciate of it. Of course, he says sorry and sorry does not make a dead man alive. Whatever these kids had to go through, they'll never forget it. The entire adulthood. It's going to be really sad, you know. But this is a big deal, you know, that he exposed it. And he he's making sure that there's going to be zero tolerance. No one's going to tolerate it. Uh, so that's what I like about the Pope. And that's why I talk about him. Others, I don't want to talk about religion. You know, I like how he blends religion with the social issues of the world. He doesn't, he talks about climate change. He talks about education, you know, in this, and I want to watch this, um, this documentary, Francisco. That's what I need to do. Uh, right. So, uh, that's all that I had to uh, talk about, uh, this week. Thank you so much guys for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. And if you want to write to me, you can write to me at justnobodypodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can go on my Twitter, to my Twitter handle. It's M-E-A-R-L at C-O-L-A-C-O at M-E-A-R-L-C-O-L-A-C-O, Moral Classo. Uh, you can write to me and DM me there. Uh, if you want to be a part of my episode, if you have some interesting topic to talk about, if you want to, if you want to kind of uh, talk about something that I didn't say correctly. If you want to educate me, you're welcome. Please let me know. Write to me at those uh, on my email or on Twitter. And if I really like what you have to uh, say, I would definitely like to bring you on on my episode. So that's all that I had for now. Um, I want to uh, leave you with and I would do anything for love. And I would do anything for love. And I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. Meatloaf, tell me what that that is. No, I won't do that.
Duh. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Until next time, baby. Bye, 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 bye.